There's a big snake in the plane, Jacques! Oh, that's just my pet snake, Reggie! I hate snakes, Jacques! I hate them! Come on, show a little backbone, will ya? And that's from the first Indiana Jones. Do you have any phobias? I mean, there are all sorts of phobias. There are phobias about germs, being afraid of germs. When I was a kid, I was afraid of needles getting shots at the doctors. Uh, There are phobias about flying. In fact, I'll bet there are a lot more phobias nowadays than there were when I was a kid. There are phobias about heights and water, going over water or going into the water. I did never like the water. I wouldn't say I had a phobia, but I didn't like it. Um, there are also agor- something called there's something called agoraphobia, which is when you are afraid to be alone in public situations or places where you think a- escape might be really difficult, or you may embarrass yourself, or help may not be available. So agora means marketplace in ancient Greece. So you're afraid of going out in the marketplace, and you end up staying what ho- at home doing nothing. So if you got any of those problems, you can. What pick- about phobophobia? <laughs> Being afraid of phobias? Well, I guess this. Uh, you certainly could be afraid of your phobia. That's true. Whatever it is. Uh, yes, there are many, many phobias. Sometimes they're, the lists are fun to go over just because the names are so colorful. If you're seeing things running through your head, who can you call? I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my na- my show my name my the show is the Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist. You can pick up the phone right now and give me a call. My number is toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. And again, the number if you want to jot it down, think about your question, pick up the phone and give me a call is toll free one eight seven seven D R K E N N E R. Dr. Kenner, and our website's drkenner.com. Right before the break, I was talking about a couple that just had a baby seven months ago, and she doesn't want sex. She feels fat. She can't fit into her old clothes anymore, and she's seemingly obsessed with it. And the boyfriend really wants sex, and he doesn't know what to do about it. He thinks she looks really hot. Right after you have a baby is the most difficult time for couples. The divorce rate is often the highest during that period, the first few years. And if you don't work together, if you continue on this collision course that you're on, you'll end up like most marriages, divorced. And in this case, you're not even married, which is a real question mark in my mind. Why are you not married? Um, Unless it's a committed partnership for life, but it still raises questions in my mind. So if you don't want to emotionally abandon yourself when you have a kid. So how do you go about changing that? Well, the first thing is not being focused on sex weight. Sex weight, I'm too fat. No, you're not. You're beautiful, honey. Let's make love. I don't want love. I don't think that's the issue. I think that's the this cover-up. I think that underneath that, there are a lot of resentments. And so you need to figure out how to draw your partner out. You can say, Honey, I know I've been looking for sex. I know you're not interested, and I know you're upset about your looks, but I suspect that you're also feeling angry towards me or other resentments towards me. Let me know what they are so we can talk about them and work them out together. Then get involved with the child care if, you're, if you haven't already be done that. You want to 
grow your own confidence as a dad and you want to do it from the get-go not wait till the kids a, a toddler do it you know in the very early months and you also need to give her some time alone maybe she wants to go to the gym or something else but she will feel closer to you you will bond better she will feel more emotionally close to you and maybe even feeling a little sexual if you give her some time alone and it's also great to have sitters that you can trust obviously so you can get away for a weekend and usually the first day you discuss the baby and then you can make love the second day but you need to have mental breaks first for yourself then with each other and you need to be able to stay to sustain that when there's a new kid on the block when there's a new child um, so that's what I recommend I uh, hope that helps. And here's an email. Dear Dr. Kenner, where is my husband coming from? He left me five months ago. He said he wanted a divorce, then for us to start dating again, then to remarry. We separated, and since that time, he's been very demeaning to me, a lot of put-downs. It's his way or the highway. 27 years of marriage. I am on fixed SSI money. And he makes over $100,000 a year, and he won't pay any of my bills either. Now he's saying he doesn't have any money, and he will not offer any kind of help. Should I stop the divorce? And I don't know how you can do that. But should I stop the divorce and go on and see him, or should I just shut the door completely? Thank you, Margie. My first question, Margie, is are you happy? You're obviously not happy. And I notice that you don't say, I love my husband so much. He's so playful. He's so joyous to be around. And he loved me so much. I am going to miss him. And we're, we've had a fabulous 27 years of marriage. You're not saying that. Notice where your mental focus is. You are focused on financial securities, the money issue, and the length of your marriage. Now, he sounds determined to leave you permanently. He's demeaning. You don't, you're not demeaning to someone you plan to remarry, in quotes. He's not listening to you. It's his way or the highway. He's not a pleasant person to be around. So why? What are some possibilities? Well, uh, the obvious ones that come to mind is he's got a young woman on the side who says she loves him and, and will leave him if he doesn't leave his wife. Maybe she's put him on the spot. Maybe he's having several affairs, a womanizer, and he just wants the freedom to live his life as he wants to without you as a noose around him. Maybe he's gay. Or maybe there's just no other relationship out there. He's just sick of marriage to you. Painful as that is, it may be true. Can you change him? Can you reason with him? My guess is you've tried everything. You've probably tried to reason. You've shown him tears. At other times, you may get real angry. Now, look at this, his plan. If you've been unsuccessful with all of those, look at his plan. Divorce, date again, and remarry. What is this a plan for? Is this a plan to rekindle a 27-year-old boring marriage? There are much cheaper ways to do that. Or is this a plan to disorient you, to confuse you, so that he can proceed with a divorce with less conflict over money? Perhaps he's hoping that you won't fight for a fair settlement because he's promising to date and remarry you again. But once the ties are severed, set, excuse, severed and he's got this permanent settlement, he may show you the highway.
So I think it's possibly and most likely a plan to dupe you, to make a further fool out of you. What can you do? You don't buy into his plan. You recognize the state of your 20-year-old marriage, and you ask yourself, do I love him? Do I love him as he is now? You can't bring him back to where he once was. If there's not the emotional intimacy and connection, then you ask yourself the question, is he holding secrets? I think he is. And then what do you do? Well, you hire a good lawyer. You do some snooping yourself to try to find out what's going on behind the scenes. Become a detective. Don't just pull the wool over your own eyes. Get into some therapy for yourself. There are inexpensive therapies that may be available. Maybe there's a teaching college near you, or some people may offer some more inexpensive, uh, less expensive ones. Uh, you want to be thinking about your own financial security, any social supports, connect with your friends so you don't feel isolated during this divorce, connect with your kids if that's an issue, and also connect with your own hobby so you keep your life going. So I really recommend that you don't pull the wool over your own eyes and take a closer look because I think this is a plan to dupe you. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. My my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness, toll-free one 877 D-R-K-E-N-N-E-R. And have you ever been in the situation or can you remember living at home with your parents where they're always needling you to giving you their rules and regulations? When we come up, we'll talk about what it's like for one woman to live at home. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke, who's world famous for his theories in goal setting. Sharing information and problems, including fears, is another important part of communication. Honey, I worry sometimes that my business will fail and I'll leave you and the kids with nothing. This underscores a key issue that comes up in many marriages finances. In the past, men typically took charge of finances and didn't want their wives to worry about them, leaving their wives in the financial dark. This traditional view is not necessarily based on bad motives on the man's part. It may stem from his protective attitude toward his wife. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com.